Okay. We are here with Shan Carr here on Pride Pages Podcast. You got a tongue twister right there, Pride Pages Podcast. What a challenge. I know what I think of when I started this. <laughs> you and Peter Piper. No kidding. So how are you today? I'm good. It's 1130 and I've already had a full day of adventure. Work, like play, house, dog ownership, all, all things have already come into play this morning. I love it. It's yeah. life. It's a good one. It is. So um, I would love to hear what made you get into comedy? Um, I was just a few minutes out of the closet at 19 and a friend took me to a Kate Clinton show when Kate Clinton was indeed quite new. But from the few months of being gay, all I thought was how much material this was. And there <laughs> she did it with such class, which I never do. Um, but it inspired me. And just a matter of weeks later, I got my like grown 31-year-old girlfriend to quit her job and go on tour with no gigs. I had no clue. I had one gig in Portland at a club that was not open. And they let me go on because they kind of knew who I was. And I didn't know they weren't open. And I invited all my friends. And... It went well. And then then they said, you know, oh, now we'll book you on a night that we're open. You did great, you know. And then one show later, I thought, oh, I should go on tour. So we spent almost a year on tour with, and the very first stop was Boise, Idaho at the stoplight in 1984. No kidding. Yeah. Really? I had no I had no idea. Wow. That's that's badass. Super badass. Yeah. And you just jumped right into it. Like it wasn't even like a warm up. You were in. I, I was not in drama. I don't know. I just had a lot to say. <laughs> and I always seem to tell it in a long way, winding. My dad said very early, like, I hope you never have to report a fire. Like, just for everyone's sake, it will take too long. So, really? <laughs> storytelling. Not, that's it, right? Storytelling more than stand-up punchline kind of stuff. You got to be in it to win it if you're going to have fun with me. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to put this a little bit out of order. I don't care. What's your coming out story? Because you kind of touched on it just now. Just yeah. a little bit. I want to hear more. So the old story, because, you know, at, I'll be 60 soon. You've told the story a hundred times now, but I came out with a Jewish radical feminist separatist SM Dyke into witchcraft at summer camp. Uh, so <laughs> it was uh, witchy. And I, the, the other story is that I never heard of gay or lesbian until my senior year when somebody asked the nun teaching like love, marriage and family life. Um, about gays and lesbians. And she said, you know, we do have them, but not here in North America. So I thought, oh, whatever that is. I mean, I never knew one or had one thought until that nature counselor at summer camp uh, gave me a kiss. And it took me like, I'm a lesbian. There was no transition period or it was, it all made sense right away. Like, you know, when it does. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I spoke to her, Marianne Itkin, I'm going to use her name, um, yesterday, you know, for too long. 
because that's how exes are. I'm about to go on a cruise with an ex from 30 years ago. Like if it went well, I'm keeping you, you know? That's awesome. I love it. I've been lucky. That That's the way to go. And you know how it is with lesbians. A lot of us are friends with our exes. Yeah. If you picked well, you picked well. You just didn't put them in the right, I don't want to say anything dirty, you know, something, the right place. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to hear about this campaign you're promoting. Okay. Well, I, in Palm Springs and everywhere, but I live in Palm Springs. I've never really been part of a community. 12 years ago, I stopped touring and I'm, and I had lived here, but really hadn't been here at all. And I just find year after year, our community is more segregated within itself. And now the anger between us has kind of taken over that even. And so there's been so much hate speech and some pretty extreme that I wouldn't get into um, about just not wanting our tribe of lesbians in this town. And, and that, you know, they don't want us in the bars and the restaurants and we don't spend enough or tip enough and dear God, I over tip to compensate for every lesbian who might not. But I, this thing, I think it's because we're older and we finally have a space and we want just our bubble of people who are almost the same age and almost the same income and almost the same color and, you know, almost the same gender. Now you would say almost the same gender. Uh, but so Better Together uh, was a campaign from like 1992 or three, uh, Jeff Tucker international Mr. Leather and women were coming into the leather scene and I would get turned away because I had open toed shoes. They had signs on the gay men's bars. My dog just growled at me and I've been trying to teach him to growl when I say Trump and he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't been doing it. And I know that's what that was because he has never inadvertently <laughs> that he would pick now. Smidge, Trump. See, he won't do it when I ask him. All right. Uh, I thought <laughs> we were sharing a moment, like baby's first smile or something. Do you um, want to show him? What? Do you oh, want to show him on screen? Nancy over there. There's the smidgen. Hello. Hi baby. there. Hi, Hi, baby. Good boy. Yeah, he thinks he's in trouble now. All right. Uh -oh. All right. Am I supposed to be able to find my question again? Better together. Oh, See? yes. Tell That's me the reason. Um. So Jeff Tucker made a campaign for a million reasons. Uh, it was uh, the AIDS crisis at the same time and we all needed each other. And uh, so he, he launched with a couple other people the Better Together campaign. And every year for my whole life, I've thought that always still fits to everything. Uh, so as things escalated here in my own sphere, I asked five or six little organizations in town, like, could you for pride make a sticker or a a flag or a something on it that says better together at the LGBT center. And they said, yes. And better together at hotels. Oso, and they said, yes. And so uh, we're just going to kind of introduce with some words. They're all different. Everyone's are different, but it isn't hard for everybody. I've had time to even ask to join um, to see themselves in that message in wanting that to be what they portray for themselves. So hopefully it'll get a little buzz over pride. And then next year, I'm going to have a silly better together challenge every month. Uh, like, you know, this month, invite another letter in the LGBTQIA 
uh, over to dinner. Someone in your sphere that you like that you've never like made the thing with, right? And have them for dinner. And um, and then in February, go to a show or a live show, a movie, read a book, buy another letter, totally starring and about something that you're not. And uh, so a series of challenges, like I have time for a 10th, you know, non-fund making, non-paying venture, but Trump, see, he was doing it. Oh my gosh. If you just tune in now, I promise I'll stop talking about that. My daughter's <laughs> yelling. Go for it. So that's, that's it. I'm, I honestly just, I keep saying I've been ejaculating creativity, creativity for the last like 18 months. And I can't focus on anything that, you know, would make me money. And I'm lucky that I made a chunk before I went into craziness. But it's been so fun. Everything I've been putting together comes together. Well, it's supposed to be fun. And back to your better together. I, I love that. Um, especially here in Idaho, where we've got, um, where we're just fighting to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that you all have that camaraderie feeling and because you are all better together. Well, it'll work on some people. I mean, my Pollyanna outer shell is starting to fade a little bit, but I'm getting that, you know, you don't get everything. You have to be like happy with making inroads with 10 people on that one or 20 people on the next one. And that whole, I want the whole world to change because I've changed or whatever, the community, the world, the vernacular, we're having a hard time keeping up as old people, just how to conjugate a singular they, right? Yes. And, uh, and, but it's, we changed everything too. If those kids were not changing everything and leaving me confused, they aren't doing their job, basically. They are supposed to confuse us and whatever solutions they come to come up with to uh, what the problems or the messes we made, there will be, you know, a new problem created by the new fix and the next generation can take care of that. It's just right. Yes. Yeah. So. Everybody let us know below, make a comment, state better together, because that's what we're here about. Yeah. Do you have something that you could put the words better together and you into a message somewhere, anywhere? I don't care if it's here. If somebody considers it long to long enough to make it, then some of the people who see it are going to respond, which is cool. Yes. So put better together down there. So, um, oh, we did the coming out story already. Um, what brought you to Palm Springs? I like the one ex that I don't speak with. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that brought me to Palm Springs no, too. I love her. I don't regret it. It just didn't end well. We haven't gotten past it for whatever reason. So there's always going to be one of those or two at any given time. Who knows? Absolutely. I have had my share of girlfriends, like not like a hundred, but um, I got really good batting average. Um, but my ex, who was wonderful, um, got a transfer for her job. We got to live some cool places over the years. She lived on Angel Island when after five years of not really clicking, suddenly we did. And our first date was on Angel Island. At, and, you know, the park, the park 
maintenance people and directors and stuff got to stay in the middle of the bay on that little state park island. The ferry would take everybody off at night and, you know, holding cells and prisons and stuff from back in the Japanese internment and, and stuff. So we had some pretty fancy parties in the cells and oh, wow. some fabulous times those days. But if you missed the ferry, you know, I, you weren't getting across the bay again, back to the city for until the next day. So fun. Then we lived in a crappy little like 1979 olive green trailer teetering on the cliff over Half Moon Bay State Park, which she also locked up at sunset. And unless you were camping there, uh, we had the place to ourselves, miles of beach and lovely. And then she got transferred to Lake Paris State Park. And I was like, I am not telling my mom I'm moving to Paris and then tell her what that really means. Like they didn't even spell it right. So I can't live there <laughs> in a trailer in the park. So she agreed to commute to the nearest town that had any homo vibe. And uh, I loved it instantly. And she went, was, went home within like 18 months. She was just like, no, I want to go home. And I said, girl, even the poor people here have a pool. I am staying, you know, whatever. I don't know. What she had an affair. Okay. So oh. anyway, I know humans. I, that. I know. Where are they? And you know what else? It was the love of her life. And she's been with her for 20 years since then. And do you ever begrudge anyone that? Really? It's hard to. It's hard not no. to. You don't get to unless you're a total word that you don't say. Or if you were the one that was kicked in the shins. Or whatever. No, no. I hear <laughs> now he is demanding treats. Oh, of course. Do you want to give him a treat? A good boy. And that was not good boy, but I'm still going to write because I thought <laughs> I have no children. I have no parenting skills. <laughs> That's what I got here. And I love it. And I have a little house in Demuth Park. Um, one of those little ticky tacky 1960. You know, it isn't overly architectural, but it is the simple, they were, it was all made for um, soldiers coming back from Korea and Vietnam over that period of time. So it was the, it was a military tract for them to have a first home when they got home. I love it. And a pool in the backyard, just like you said. Yeah, it's a little house and really the pool is almost the same size. My brother was like, you need a little house with your pool? Like, <laughs> true. I don't care. I love it. So uh, the next question, um, how did you come to get the reputation gay man's lesbian? Mm -hmm. What's that about? In 88, I won the title of International Miss Leather. And that facilitated being a spokesperson on the forefront of the AIDS crisis at that time. And leather people were the only ones talking about sex, like, hey, we're not ashamed of it, you know. So we there was lots of safe, sane, and consensual workshops and all the handing out of condoms and the education about HIV. All of that was happening and the funds to help keep everybody alive. So without the glamour or pay of Bette Midler working in the bathhouses earlier than before the crisis hit, um, I worked in all those kink venues and stuff over the years, uh, month after month after year after still. Um, and so it was all boys. And then 
the women's cruise company who you would think would love me. Um, they didn't because I really am not right for them. I have a fully gay male sensibility, right? And the more I thought about it, there's plenty of people who don't like any comedian that lots of other people like. So I'm never hurt, right? But I'm like, you're the only one, right? And, but they weren't wrong. And from there, I applied for 10 years to work on the men's cruises before I finally got on. And then they had me for 74 consecutive trips over like 11 years. And then a few more later in like 15 and 16, I've been sneaking back in every now and again. But after all that, I was growing a penis. Like I had no sensibility <laughs> and jokes that didn't involve some guy on X on a dance floor. And I thought, dear God. Um, so I came back to Palm Springs to build this dream of mine that I have only failed at since 2010, um, which is to build a, a like a small convention sized resort entertainment complex, um, a work play resort entertainment thing where uh, live television is filmed and award shows are filmed and sketch comedy shows are filmed and and conventions come and they stay for a week and maybe they have a convention for three days and then they drink and watch entertainment and sleep with strangers for four days. And, you know, they make a little, and I've been trying to make this thing work because it's like the cruise ship. All the entertainers are on that boat with you at the pool, sharing your dinners. And there's a magic that comes from the entertainer for them from being with those people. Um, so I wanted to create something like that on land. So you didn't have to go this particular week and create a studio that really was for production of queer entertainment. Um, and then actually three things, a resort, a studio, and then a PR and management, entertainment management company that lifts up the hotel and the stable of entertainers who are in our stuff. But I have not been able to succeed. And so I became a realtor so that I could gain a little credibility in the conversation of owning a property or, and, uh, and I have learned so much by being part. I've never been part of a community in any way. I've never had a job. I've never been involved in things where I didn't start it, lead it, and either, you know, fail or lead to something cool. And now to be part of things, there's a board and a sub board and a committee below that. And, and then a bunch of volunteers who are a spectrum of wonderful craziness that you cannot fire because they're volunteers. Why not? Right? There is no, uh, so only with love can you keep volunteers happy. And, and that has been the biggest thing that Palm Springs is a very volunteer culture. And so that was my first job at the Gay and Lesbian Center when it was just becoming a center. Uh, to be the volunteer coordinator and hooked me into everything right away. And, and there are volunteers who recently I called for art in the park in the dark. And uh, they said, Oh my God, every time the phone rings and I see that it's you, I know you're going to drag me into something crazy that I want to do. And uh, there are other people who recoil when I start to go, Hey, you know, but I'm very good at hearing the word no. And uh, which you have to be because volunteers need to kind of be between things to have time to really. So it's been a, a grand lesson taught to me by the culture of Palm Springs. 
Well, hopefully we get a whole bunch of yeses coming your way very soon. Yeah. We're going to get them. Uh, what are some things that you do that are impactful and help the LGBTQ plus community? And I know I see them all the time with you, all the time. Um, yeah, aside from the ones we've already talked about, I participate for eight years now in the Harvey Milk Diversity Breakfast, which has grown into about 1,100 people in the Convention Center for Breakfast uh, to raise funds for the Coachella Valley-wide LGBT youth um, GSAs, their, their little uh, cores of support and social engagement in junior high school, high school, and college. Um, and so I've eight years now watched a generation of them be 13 and now going off to college and so amazingly moving. Um, there's one group that I met at College of the Desert and they're all 18 and 19 and now they're all about to turn 30 and they've been together through the amazing to get and you know and i so i am lucky the things i get to do we we're having the film festival this weekend i hosted uh three of my favorite women driven films in the festival in a row with like cocktails and chatter and gossip in between that was saturday and uh, so I've been screening for them for 16 years. So even on tour, I could sit there on my laptop and watch all the latest LGBT. And that, watching that, like I've never been part of something or rare, I guess I have, but that hands in every year, watching it grow, the film festival. It used to all just be about gay rights. <clears throat> and then all the film submissions were about gay marriage. And then it went back and forth for all those years with gay marriage, as did the struggle with people being said, yes, getting married, then it being illegal. And so the films tracked it. And then gaybies, like all the gay people making families with babies, was like really big in all the movies. And one of the senior citizens from the, gen, uh, from the center watching a whole night of gaybies shorts at my pool screening thing, he said, you know, y'all are wrecking everything that was good about being gay. <laughs> like now we got to get married and have some babies. You really did mess this one up. So great perspective from the seniors who love. I think there's a generation losing all the magic of being not on the down low, but pushed out and forced to be insular in a way where we, I don't know. I, I love both sides of it. I love having gotten to be in that side and seeing that we just integrate better. I you think know. we get to choose our own world where we're at. It worries me all this fight again in our town about the bridal parties and that hate that's so big about it everywhere, but here, because there's a huge core of people that want to ban them. And, you know, I'm guessing the the local pub hates them and the casino hates them. And even the strip shows probably hate them, but when they're bad, you throw them out. And if you don't, right, then anybody. So it's part of the woman thing though. So like I'm getting the backlash of bridal parties going to the gay bars on arenas. And I wanna help that soothe some. So I hope to have that impact with Better Together, that campaign. And hopefully other people will find other ways to create that campaign for themselves. So it isn't something I have to carry beyond the campaign year. 
right? Yeah. I'm trying to learn an exit strategy because it turns out I like building stuff, right? That doesn't exist. Um, so lot, there's so many things. Uh, the L Fund, oh my gosh, can't believe the L Fund, which has been, I think, nine or 10 years. Gosh, I don't know. But I've been participating with them a lot since the beginning in so many ways. And even in COVID, when I lost every gig at the beginning, they forced me basically with threats of using their own money if I didn't let them. And, and what they do is they come in and they solve a crisis that can be solved. So they paid my car insurance for a couple of months, my health insurance for a couple of months. And in the summer uh, in Palm Springs, my electric bill was like 600, 580. So they paid a couple of months of my uh, electric bill while I figured out how to be a Zoom comedian and uh, whatever other things. And, and the I mean, L Fund did this. Yeah, the L Fund. And they give education grants, crisis grants, and now arts grants to lesbians, cisgender lesbians, trans women, trans lesbians. Um, I know they have, as, as we all are, opened up their vision of being really the only organization that I know of that cares for lesbians by lesbians. Like, I can't think of another one. There must be, but I haven't crossed paths with them. So it seems important to me to be a part of it. And uh, and now this last year, I'm on the arts grant committee. Um, and we really need people. They have to be from the Coachella Valley. And they should be, I think, now lesbian or trans lesbians. Um, but yeah, we're still looking for people to help with that, which is pretty cool. I love that. I love that. So tell me about the modernism home tour you've got coming up. It's October 21st. Is that right? It is October 21st modernism home tour. This is my eighth year participating in one PS, which is the organized neighborhoods of Palm Springs. It is also not a money-making venture. Um, and I think this is the sixth or something, sixth or seventh, I honestly have lost all track of time, um, year that I've gotten to curate the fundraiser that is their annual uh, signature event and fundraising thing called, it's, a, it's one of the home tours available in October's Modernism Week in Palm Springs. And- Now is that with the double-decker bus? No, no, we're just our own little fundraiser. I mean, the animal shelter does one and stuff, only the Modernism Week itself produces the double-decker buses. Um, okay. So um, anyway, they um, we get five or six houses, fabulous houses. We curate them ourselves, and then Modernism approves each of them. And um, so we sold 340 tickets. We sold out in like 36 hours. All those tickets at $60 a piece. And we were going to release a few more, but there's so many people from the city and now adjacent that wants their little inside ticket. So we're just going to let a few extra people and the docents get to take the tour. And so fun. And it raises many thousands of dollars at, at um, 60 bucks a ticket. Right. So okay. um, it's good. And then a month later, I am also producing for them the first um, one PS lip sync battle. Oh, that's the next question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, there goes the plug. Sorry. That there goes what? Bad. My butt sat on the plug to the computer and yanked it out. Oh, come unplugged. Plug it back in. I'm good. I'm good. 
So the lip sync battle has, it's at the Cultural Center in Palm Springs on Sunday, November 12th. I have to close my eyes every time I need a date now. Um, it's at 3 p.m. at the Cultural Center and it benefits parks and recreation, youth engagement programs, and uh, money to support new neighborhoods forming in Palm Springs. And I have someone from the police force, the fire, um, the fire deputy, uh, somebody from public schools, a teach, a principal and a teacher. I have someone from Jewish Family Services, someone from Pride, someone from Mizell Senior Center, someone from the LGBT Center, code compliance with the city. Um, Denise, you even got code compliance? Yes. Denise Goolsby from City Hall is doing it. And she is the most darling little sort of undercover lesbian. She's just one of those lesbians who's just herself. She doesn't have to say the word lesbian every five minutes like me. And uh, I mean, it's not that she's in the closet. It's just she's not waving a flag when she's like wakes up. And uh, anyway, she is just like the most straight darling. Like I have a nerd attraction anyway, right? She She's like a city hall gal. And she is doing a duet with another woman. woman. The other woman is doing Kenny Rogers. And Denise is doing Dolly Parton. And we have somebody who's going to help them dress and turn into Dolly Parton. And she's just excited because she's never had either boobs or a waistline. And I've promised her that. So City Hall is counting on me for boobs and a waistline. And I love that oh. kind of commitment. Almost like dressing her up in drag. 100% like dressing her up in drag. And the Kenny Rogers character also drag king now, right? And that's a straight lady. And... That's that kind of Pollyanna mesh I'm looking for. Like in Better Together, I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna have to invite straight people over because I don't, I am so in my bubble that it surprises me that that's what I, I had to look at myself and realize that that's what I needed to expand. So watch out, straight people I know. I'm going to invite <laughs> you to dinner. <laughs> Ooh, just I open you to look at yourself and say, oh, wow. Everybody's got room for a little extra crazy fun. There you go. There, so where is the lip sync battle again? It's also at the Cultural Center, the Palm Springs Cultural Center at 3 p.m. on November 12th, which is a Sunday, Sunday early in the day. And where do we get tickets to see this person from the fire department and the police force and City Hall and all these wonderful people? Yeah, I'm, I can't believe how lucky I got. Pride, did I forget anybody? Art of Pride. I think I forgot people, but it's a lot. And uh, you can get tickets at uh, the website, one-ps.org. And then there's, I don't know if you have to click beyond that. If you do, click events, right? I'm sure there's an events page. There you go. You'll find it. You can yeah, find it. You will find it. Okay, I've got one more for you. Um, art in the park in the dark. I heard this was like a big, huge project of yours. It, it was so fun um, that I saw because I went, I like watched some arts commission meeting on Zoom or something. And there was a grant for neighborhood art, right? And I've in that little neighborhood group, maybe that's where I saw it. But um, there was a grant for, uh, I think it was $5,000 for a neighborhood art project. 
And all over the city, there are painted benches, part of a campaign and garbage cans and stuff. And we only got a couple here and they were both somewhere else first. And the place said, oh, we don't think they fit here. Like two of them were for city hall and the back isn't painted because they were for up against the wall. So now they're out in the middle of the park where you can see the back isn't painted. Uh, so I thought, all right, let's just, you know, flatter the arts commission by just offering an extension of their own idea to do some art in our little low income park over here. And, uh, and I got the grant rapidly without a bunch of drama because within between meeting one, when I explained it and meeting two, I was actually able to pitch it with having been on the agenda and all that stuff. Um, I had decided to have a little party to reveal it. So that was the party that within 12 weeks of thinking up getting the grant, we had art in the park in the dark because I have solar lights all over my backyard. So I was gonna reveal, take all the lights out of my yard. I'm like the cat lady of solar lights now. I was gonna take all my solar lights into the park and surround all the benches that had been painted and have a party with our friends, you know? Oh yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, invite the neighbors, meet your neighbors. So uh, it just grew and grew. And then a friend of mine who does like the lasers out of the eye of the pyramids of Egypt offered to like do a laser show in the middle of the dark park. Then I we partnered with Parks and Rec and put it on World Art Day. So Parks and Rec did World Art Day all day. And then I did art in the park in the dark at night with lasers and people like 500 people showed up at the park dressed in lights and, and wearing lights, wearing lights. Um, people made art of light. People made light show like um, diorama around a tree where you could sit in a lit bench and take pictures. It was the artistic making my friends push their art into a medium that they don't usually use right? Take whatever you do and figure out how we could engage with it at night in this park. And so just a handful of people and a handful of sponsors who are in the close sphere. I didn't even know what I was trying to sell. We had not done it. So now we're going to do it again on World Art Day, which is April 13th at DeMuth okay. Park in DeMuth Park, which is two houses away from me. Handy. Nice. Handy commute on the big day. Fine. No kidding. Looking for sponsors or people who want to come and do their art in this other way. Here's my line about it, really. What was so amazing, again, every now and again, when you hit that nail, there were gay men under full black light with their flags all the way into the darkness and through the whole night, they actually wound up being the thread that connected everything. Because every time there was some transition on stage or something didn't happen, they moved right up like magic. And everybody from the old straight grandma and grandpas, everybody was mesmerized by them. Little ballerinas dance. It was such a mix. And like the old queens were not, you know, being snarky about the little kids out late at night. And the lesbians weren't being snarky about the gay guys and their Daisy Dukes spinning whatever. And the straight people were not trying to beat the story hour, drag queen story hour out of us. It was one of those little moments. I can't even know how I'm supposed to believe 
all those things could align again and again year after year, but you got to try. Because it was art and beautiful and everybody just loved it and enjoyed it. And I spent $6,000 and made no money. So this year, somehow I have to grow into finding sponsors. That is the lifeblood of every creative thing. And I have so many money issues. I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to take some money issues, shock treatments, because I need to, you know. <laughs> you know what? I, I think you should go out and find some sponsors that, that want to showcase their art. And that, that'd be the way to go. And they should showcase you. Well, I, I am my own walking, you know. I am that eccentric old lesbian that I... I was both frightened of and allured by, and I see that I have that effect on people now, both young and old, they're split, whether they're like, she is too much, right? You're the or, one. oh my gosh, she's so crazy, and I love that kind of crazy. It's one of the- That's other. what it usually is. That's what I hear. When, when I hear about you, it's, she's so crazy, and I love that kind of crazy. I love Shankar. So lucky. Oh my gosh. I mean, even for that to be, you know, 60, 40 in the world, I can live with that even, right? I think you got that. I, I think you most definitely have that. Okay. Any last cracks or jokes or farewells? No, just... I didn't warn you with that. Sorry. No, that's okay. Just, um, you know, if you are a local, then throw your hat in the ring and, and be a stagehand for lip sync battle. Or I think we have all of our docents which are mostly kids from the College of the Desert with little grown-up supervisors. They're adorable working. Uh, throw your hat in. Get underfoot. It's volunteer. It sure as hell gets you out of your own head. And uh, I don't know. Can we get yeah. Shit. How about that yeah. is my last word. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank you, Shankar. You've been awesome. Thanks. I had fun. I did too. I'll